Hi, I'm Kirsten Leo, and this is the Light Path Podcast, brought to you by thelightpathcollective.com. I am passionate about exploring energetic practices, spiritual principles, healing modalities, and connecting to the experience and wisdom of others to illuminate our paths and live at our greatest capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love. Today on the podcast, I'm joined by the beautiful Bella Varalis. Bella is an entrepreneur, a businesswoman, an influencer, and a wholehearted believer in love. She appeared on the 2020 season of The Bachelor Australia and has worn her heart on her sleeve via her socials ever since. In this episode, Bella opens her heart and shares with us how her path and her lessons have taught her so much about love and the crazy, beautiful places it can lead. Enjoy this episode and head over to our Facebook community, the Light Path community, to share the lessons that you have been gifted through your experiences with love. Welcome, Bella. It is such a treat to have you here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I think this is my second or third podcast that I'm doing and I, oh. I do having a, having a chat. So why not record oh, it? Exactly. And I always love our chats when we have them. So <laughs> little little insight for everyone else into the kind of chats that we have um, just privately on the side. So I've known you, oh gosh, a few years now. Um, and watching you grow and develop and, you know, you've really, the one thing I massively admire about you is how you put your heart out there and you allow other people to see what's going on in your heart or your love life. And I think that's really brave, but I think it's also really important because often that's how we learn. So thank you for being our teacher by osmosis and by observation in that space. No, I'm like, I, th- I think that's one thing with me. It's, you know, there are so many people on social media and there are so many people who just think it's about like creating this ego about you posting photos and whatever. But for me, it's all about being vulnerable and being open and making sure people know that they're not isolated because <sighs> everyone has this idea of who you are and who you might be online by looking at your profile. Yeah. And as soon as you start talking about that spiritual side, that self-growth side, that love side, that I'm heartbroken, I don't want to be okay that people end up feeling a little bit more, you know, not as like secluded within themselves. And, you know, I do the same thing. I'm sitting on the couch sometimes and I'm feeling so overwhelmingly sad and I'm like, I'm the only one that feels like this. But there's a th- over 300,000 people in the world that we would be feeling the exact same feeling as you. So oh, millions, exactly, yeah. at that exact same time. And, you know, when I, in my work, sometimes people will say, oh, yeah, like, um, I, I see that you've worked with Bella. What's she like? And I'm like, like everybody else. <laughs> how she shows herself. That is how she, I think that's the one thing. It's like people meet me or see me or talk to me online and they're like, oh, my God, you're exactly the same person that you are on Instagram. And I was like, well, that's how it should yes, be. Exactly. That is why I do it the way that I do it because no one should ever be different. And I've had those experiences where I meet someone and I'm like, oh, my God, she is not as nice as she seems online. But I never want to be that person. So that's why I kind of do it differently. I just do me. I just let it all out there, even if it means throwing people in my life in the deep end. <laughs> which we will get on to, which we will get on to. So before we dive into your story, um, share with us your favourite quote. I love a quote, so share with us yours. I don't know. I feel like I have, I have like a favourite quote 
that I always go back to and it's so cliche, but then also I feel like I have a favorite quote that has been more the theme of my life lately. So maybe I'll share the one that's like an overall and then if it comes up later, I'll share the other one. Yeah, for sure. But I I know and it's so, 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 so cliche, but I really, really do believe everything happens for a reason. That is my... And people are all like, always like, I met some, I met a girl in the bathroom on, on Saturday night. I was doing my lip liner and just so happened that her name was Bella. And um, and she's like, you know, I follow you on Instagram and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I just, you know, I just wanted to, you to know that, like, you know, you feel like you're my big sister and all this stuff. And she was like, you know, what's a bit of advice you would give someone going through a breakup? And I said, everything happens for a reason. She goes, no, it doesn't. And I said, yes, it does. She goes, why do you believe that? I said, because what would be the meaning in life if nothing meant anything, if anything meant nothing? Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, it's just a perception or a perspective, isn't it? But I agree with you. Like what's the point of going through something and not learning from it? Exactly. And, I mean, you can. You can. You can go about your life and you can, you know, look at your phone and it will say 1111 and you can be like, ah, oh, it doesn't mean anything. It's just a number. Or you can choose to be like, how beautiful is that? That must be a mm. sign. Or you know, someone can can break up with you and you can go, oh, well, that's how horrible of them. I'm devastated. They're this and they're that. Or you can say, I thank that person for breaking up with me because if they hadn't have broken up with me, I wouldn't be in the place that I was today. So why not actually just have that perception of life where I'm going to find the meaning in everything that happens so that I can be happier in my life and be and move forward with my life. And there, there goes the miracle that it's a shift in perception. Exactly. So for people that aren't familiar with you or your Instagram, I doubt that there's that many out there that aren't. But for those that aren't, give us a little recap on your story, your journey, how we got here. So I have been working in the fashion industry for close to seven years now. And I started working on my Instagram, on my socials only. It came out of just creative inspiration. I was working as a stylist and a buyer. And I started posting all my all my shoots online and then posting my life and my friends. And all of a sudden, people became interested. And then all of a sudden, my ex uh, left me to go on The Bachelor. And then I had a lot of friends that were in, that had been on and been on The Bachelor Australia and, uh, and US. And then one day, The Bachelor came to me and... Hold yeah. up. I did not know that part of the story. Yeah. <laughs> So you were dating someone and then he went on, was he the Bachelor on a series or was he part of a... He he went on The Bachelorette. He was one of the guys and he said, you know, it's really going to benefit my career and... Oh, stop it. I think it'll be really great. Me being young and naive and stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I mean, if that's what you think, it's, you know, sure. I'm such a supportive girlfriend in that way. I'm like, if that's really what you think that you need to do, then do it. Um, I was young and in love and it was a toxic relationship i'm really putting everything on the line here by the way i've never talked about this before Um, to the point that i didn't even know that wow yeah yeah yeah. so i i said yeah sure he said i'm I'm not even i'm not obviously not interested in her i was living with him at the time at his parents house and um he was like i'm not going to kiss her obviously i'm not looking for love you're the person i love all this kind of stuff and then he ended up going on came out we were together for a little bit when he came out. He came and surprised me the day that he came out. And then he cheated on me with someone that was on another Bachelor series. And I found oh, out. Oh, Lord. 
which was great. The, the, the Daily Mail, nice. I, I found out through the Daily Mail, which was awesome. And then he toyed us around for a little bit. And then I, through him, I met some of my best friends that are still my best friends till this day. Um, and because I think I was around them and I was in the fashion industry and I had a following and all this stuff, I guess, you know, as The Bachelor does, they reach out to people and they, mm-hmm. you know, would you be interested? And at the time I was seeing and I'd finally gotten over my ex and um, I kind of just had this point where I was like, you know, I am a hopeless romantic and I'm good friends with um, a previous bachelor who's still with his wife and they have babies and all this stuff. And I was like, well, if it worked for them, then it can work for me. And I am such a Disney girl that I was just like, (laughs) I mean, it's the closest I'm going to get to my own fairy tale. It's like fairy lights, loves, it's extravagant dates. It's like, what if imagine what if I go on this show and I meet the one person I'm supposed to be with what a story and I was just like you know what I'm gonna do it and everyone told me not to um but I'm not someone who listens to everyone else (laughs) so I did it and then came off the show and I obviously didn't end up with the guy hold up don't you're not getting away with it that easily so when (laughs) When I met, when I met Bella, I uh, you actually came in for an appointment. Yes, and I noticed that you had quite the following because I think we connected through Instagram. And I ha- I actually just don't watch The Bachelor um, for no other reason than I just don't watch much TV. If I'm really honest, yeah. so I didn't know about your series. But when you told me about your series. I knew about it because other people had spoken so much about it yeah. because it was such a big shock and deal. So can you just give us a really quick what yeah. happened to so you in your series? The thing is, is that our series, so I was on The Bachelor Australia, that was the year 2020. So it was the first year of COVID-19 and we usually The Bachelor is filmed for 12 weeks. But we filmed for four weeks, COVID happened. And then we had, I think, about three months in between filming where we had complete open communication with him over the phone. So we had FaceTimes, messages, everything, everything, everything. And I was on FaceTime to this guy for, you know, sometimes three, four hours. We'd text all the time. Yeah, There was just like, there was a real real relationship there and that's where you build that real relationship because when you're filming for 12 weeks, you don't really get to know the person. But we did that. We had COVID-19. We ended up coming back onto the show, obviously, um, that I think that ended up being like six weeks or something. We were back on the show because we did two weeks of love in lockdown where they tried to replicate what it would have been like from the last three months that we had off. Um And then we came back on the show and obviously throughout lockdown, he had built a connection with two of us um, more than anyone else. And I ended up, yeah, we ended up getting to the finale and um, he told both of us he loved us, but that wasn't the first time he actually told me he loved me. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of like, obviously you can't, you can't really tell people that, oh, you know, during lockdown, he told me he loved me because... (laughs) He was telling me he loved me. He was telling me I was his future wife. He was telling me I was this and that. And I was like, oh, my God, if this guy doesn't end up, like, going through with everything he said at the end, well, I don't even want to be with him because mm. you can't say all of that and then actually choose someone else, that poor girl. Like, yeah. you wouldn't even 
so then it kind of got to the end where I had just kind of got this, how would you say it? This kind of peace with it where I was like, you know what, if this is actually my man and when he told me he loved me on, on camera, I was kind of like something felt off. Ooh. And I know well enough that with The Bachelor, everything has to be even. He can't, he couldn't have told me he loved me prior to the final episode because then the whole of Australia would have known who he was going to pick. So I said. Didn't, didn't the whole of Australia kind of know who he was going to pick? That was the whole point of your episode that everyone just knew, oh, yeah, you guys were going to be together. Well, yeah, until he told her he loved her too. Got it. So the thing is, is that, I mean, in my mind at the time, I was like, he's obviously told her he loves her too or he's kicked her out and this is finale today. So that whole day of filming, I was, I just knew, I knew something was happening. Then when I found out we were still going ahead with finale, I said to myself, you know what? I, if he has told her he loves her, I don't want to be with him anyway. I don't want to be with someone that can say he loves two people because I believe you don't really love two people. So that's kind of what happened. He told us both he loved us and then he dumped me at the end and I dodged a huge bullet. <laughs> and I actually believe I genuinely won, to be honest. Like mentally I I do look back and and I go, I, I did win that. I won that for myself, my my journey. And, and going back to what you were saying in terms of your favourite quote, isn't it interesting that the intention with which you went on to this TV show was because it was an opportunity that was presented to you. You do believe yeah. in love and the story yeah. and I know how much you love your Disney. And so I'm, I I get it. But isn't it funny how the everything happens for a reason is the synchronicities or the lessons that come up in our path actually are never really all that planned. Yet when we take them as you have and and really reflected and healed from it, there's so much growth and there's so much more redirection into things that are much better for you as a result yeah, of that. Exactly. I mean, look, the thing is as well, it's unfortunate because they did make me look really bad at some points um, in the post-production of the show when it was being aired on TV. And unfortunately, due to that, I experienced so much online hate. And it was, you know, from people messaging me saying that you don't deserve to be, you don't deserve to be alive. You don't deserve to be living or things like wow. this where I was just like, all because they couldn't show the girl who won. They couldn't show what she was actually doing because they need, they need them to end up in love with that, that fairy tale at the end, the, mm. the, prince, the princess that end up together. Australia can't turn towards those people. So they had to make me look bad, which really affected me mentally. And it goes back to that everything happens for a reason where I went, how am I going to find the reason in this? How am I going to find the reason in people making me look bad? And what I realised it happened for is because I put too much uh, importance in what people think about me who don't really matter. And that's what I learned from that is that all of these people who are looking at this in a negative way and not seeing because there were a lot of people that saw what actually happened. And they said, something doesn't seem right. Like you can't just go from one person to another like this and and not understand what twisted your emotion. And um, I ended up just realising that those people that would look negative at me and send those messages, they're not the people that I do this for. They're not the people that I should put my importance in, my, you know, put my value in. So why should I let that bother me? So it kind of happened for a reason because I would probably still be putting my value in people that didn't, 
necessarily deserve that. that I mean, that's huge. And, and the whole resilience that would have to go with that to build, that is absolutely massive. And, and like, I almost feel like that's a whole podcast within itself. That's a whole conversation within itself. And, and maybe we will have that chat one day about how to do that because it's only going to be more and more prevalent in our lives Yeah, that we have to deal with that. It doesn't matter what we're doing or how much we are aren't in the public eye. So that's huge, Bella. Thanks. I try, <laughs> you know. So you, but you, you know, you soldiered on and you definitely still very much believe in connection and love. So give us an update or maybe before you give us an update, let's, let's talk about the lessons about love that you've learned, maybe from that, but also as a result of that and and the things that you've chosen over the last, you know, a couple of years post that. Yeah. So, I mean, like I, I think I was always a relationship person. So I came out of the show being like, well, now I just want to find someone that actually loves me. Mm -hmm. And I honestly, I think came out of it just, you know, being like, I wonder who I'm going to end up with. And I wonder when I'll find my person and I wonder how that will happen and all of this stuff. And then turns out I ended up being with someone who was in my life for a year before that nothing had ever even remotely happened with. Um, who had sporadically come up in my life, but all it took was one moment of looking at them and going, oh, my God. Like it was like, you know, you know, in a Disney movie when things just like all of a sudden there's a there's like a spark and they look at you and then they pan back to the other person and all of a sudden there's this moment and you're like all of a sudden you're in love. And I feel like all it took was feeling one thing for one person to make me realise that everything, like I was going to be fine. I wasn't going to end up alone you know, it's, you you get so in your head when you're going through like a breakup, especially a, a national mm. breakup. Um, and I guess, yeah, I ended up with this person for uh, two years. And I mean, I, I think that was my, I, a lot of people talk about your three relationships in your life. Mm. You have a toxic relationship, you have the friend relationship, and then you have the relationship is who is that person who you would, see yourself with or is that happy medium between both it's that like the on the opposite end of the scales it's like the relationship that you were best friends with where they didn't really mean much to you but you still you you both stayed because it was comfortable the relationship that was toxic but then it's that finding that happiness in between or it's not toxic it's not you know it's not comfort comfort it's just the the balance of it and um, that relationship actually taught me more about any of the relationships mm. that I've ever been in. It taught me more about myself. And um, we are actually no longer together. <laughs> but um, funny enough is that the breakup and that relationship has put me onto this like journey of self-growth where I've never experienced this level of self-growth before. And this is the first time in my adulthood that I've ever been on my own. So... The first time since I was actually ever in my life living on my own, single, mm-hmm. have a career, have a dog who's here somewhere <laughs> actually sitting behind me. Um, protecting you. Oh, protecting hi. me always. Um, and I noticed that honestly like a couple of weeks ago where I was like, no wonder I'm struggling. I was struggling so much is because not only am I going through a breakup with someone who I thought I was going to spend the rest of my life with, but I'm also now in a point where I'm like, well, who am I now? 
I haven't been single in four years, properly single, because when I broke up, when I came out of the show, I straight away moved into my parents' house and then from there moved in with one of the girls that I met on the show and from there met Will. Uh, Yeah, we can say his name. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) We can bleep it out. (laughs) We can bleep it out, yeah. Um, I met my, my ex, so I kind of realized I was like this is actually the first time I've ever properly been on my own learning about myself learning about what I love learning learning about you know my own routines learning about what's going to make me what makes me feel good and what makes me feel sad and how to fix that and journaling and reading and all of these things that I'm coming to realize about myself for the first time and that never would have happened unless I met this guy broke up and I'm where I am today and it's hard because like you know I will say when I was in that relationship I was probably in the worst mental state personally I've ever been in, in my life and that wasn't because of him it was because I didn't love myself and I truly believe that you cannot ever be in a relationship where you don't love yourself because you truly can't be with someone until you love yourself wholeheartedly. And I was putting all of myself into this other person's cup because I didn't know how to fill my own cup. Oh, a million percent. I think you've hit on one of the biggest um, lessons that I like to teach in that we can only ever meet someone so much as we've met ourselves. And the alone time, and as you say, especially as an adult, is... I think the most important time you will ever gift yourself in your life. Uh, There is no way, for example, I would ever be in a relationship with someone who hasn't independently cared for and been with themselves through great times, through difficult times, because you're right. You just, in a connection, it's so easy to allow the other person, like you say, to fill your cup or identify who you are or be the crux for whatever yeah. it is that you're going through. So yeah. it, it's interesting that you've it's it's happened for you for sure, yeah. but that you've been able to embrace it so wholeheartedly. Yeah, exactly. And I think the thing is, right, like I was actually listening to Jay Shetty this morning and my partner and I actually had this chat when we first broke up, we, this is going to sound so ridiculous, but when we broke up, we went away a couple of weekends, (laughs) about a month later to shoot for my brand because he's a really incredible photographer. And I didn't even, I couldn't even see it being shot with someone else. So I was like, you know what? I'm still going to shoot with him and it's going to be fine. Um, And we went away and we had so many open, vulnerable chats with each other where we were like, why were we like that when we were together? Mm. Or why, you know, why had we placed so many expectations and why was I like that and why were you like that and why didn't we do this more often and why why did it take us breaking up in order to realise that we could actually, you know, be in a healthy relationship? Like, but the thing is you need to learn about someone's processing styles and their love language. And sometimes, unfortunately, It takes you breaking up and being on your own and learning your own to actually realize that stuff. I mean, like, like I said, I was listening to Jay Shetty this morning and he explains the three fight styles. So there's Mm. 
venting, uh, exploding and hiding. And for me, like my last partner was, I guess, like a, a hider. And it sounds bad, but not in a bad way. It was just that. It's just a style. Yeah. It's just a style. And it's just like, you know, we'd have an argument. And because he's like the the hider style, he, he needs to go away and he needs to maybe not talk to me for a few hours or a day and process that. But I'm a vent. So <laughs> I want to lay it all out on the table. <laughs> I want to lay it all out on the table and I want to solve it straight away because I never want to feel anxious and because all of my last partners before him would always make me feel anxious. So I would feel like, oh, my God, we're in a fight. I'm going to lose him. But really, like, it wasn't that. He just needed time to process. And I would turn around to him and say, well, you know, the fact that he wanted to go away and take space, I was like, you don't care about me. That's not the fact. And that's what Jay Shetty said about his partner too. I always thought it was because she didn't care about me. But actually, it's it's not that. It's not that he, did, he wanted to avoid it. It's not that he didn't care. It's just that you take it personally. You take it based on the experiences that you've been through before. And that's why sometimes you need to step away and do the work on your own. You need to like grow within yourself so you can realize that relationships take work. They are hard. Relationships are even harder than being single because they bring out your deepest traumas. And if it's a healthy relationship, it allows you to work through that. If it's not, it lights that toxic fire within you. And that's when you need to leave. Like when you feel like you're not being respected, that's when you need to go. So, of course, but I think you can only have that that healthy relationship when you have that with yourself. So now I can hear in your voice, um, and I've heard your voice in many different intonations over the last few years when yeah. you have been going through really difficult times. And what I can hear in your voice now is just this like, oh, curiosity, acceptance of me, understanding yeah. of me. So, you know, if you... Uh, whatever relationship comes for you next, whether it's a beautiful reconnection or someone it doesn't really matter whether it's someone new, you'll be able to say, hey, this is my fight style. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> I'm going to feel anxious when I when I do that. And I think because you've given yourself the space to reflect and, and to be with you, I think that's so beautiful. You're so empowered now for connection yeah. as opposed to reactive to it. Exactly. And I think that's the thing. It's like you... You do every way that the way that you act every day is based on previous experiences. And I had a meeting with my life coach about two weeks ago, and he actually leveled out a lot of that stuff for me, which was funny because a lot of the stuff that I was holding on to within this breakup was actually coming from my um my toxic relationship five years ago. Mm. Because in that breakup, I was told this and I was told that, and I was made to feel like I needed to do this and everything I did was wrong. Everything from, you know, personally, sexually, career-wise, everything I did, he would always tell me I was not good enough or wrong. So he he planted this seed within me that was that made me feel like I was constantly not good enough. And, and that grew into my self-deprecation where I then, anything that anyone would ever say to me or do, doesn't matter how much my last partner told me that he loved me and it was I was good enough and he honestly like genuinely like I've never experienced someone loving me so genuinely than him but I didn't believe it because of my ex. Yeah, uh, yeah and it's crazy to to um be aware of how much unhealed stuff that we have going on yeah, when, exactly. and we don't even realize it. But then I also have 
a belief, and I don't know where you would sit on this, that our soul is constantly seeking peace and it's constantly seeking its fullest expression of itself and we can only fully express it when we are um, healed and nourished. And so our soul will seek those perfect people, whether it be business partners, romantic partners, the perfect people to trigger us or to provoke us or to hold us or to guide us to that next level of elevation. And that, again, going back to that whole concept of everything happens for a reason in that on some level you sought out this beautiful man who you already knew to really step in and his soul went sure I'll do that for you as you held up mirrors to him I'm sure yes exactly Exactly. and the thing is like you do like I mean I'm talking about this now where I've only just felt okay with letting go of that relationship in the last five days where if you had spoken to me two weeks ago I was devastated and last week was a really hard week because it was Valentine's Day and as we know I'm a romantic so I I put value in Valentine's Day when I shouldn't and then it was supposed to be our anniversary which was a really hard day and there were so many other things that happened within that week where I was like all I want to do is call this person but it was the first time I've actually ever felt my strength and gone I don't need to talk to him anymore I don't need to have him in my life anymore he's going to be in my life if he wants to be in my life and at the end of the day I'm no longer, I mean, at the beginning of our relationship, which is something I realized I did wrong, was I put pressure on, and a lot of girls do because of all these movies that we watch, these rom-coms, how you meet a guy and within a week he's like, I love you, I want to be with you forever, I want to marry you, all this stuff. And because of everything I'd been through, I was like, well, no. If you, I've I've been, you know, treated horribly so many times, so you're going to be the first person to tell me you love me. I'm not telling you I love you first. And you have to ask me to be your girlfriend. Otherwise, I'm not doing girlfriend things. And this is how it has to be if you love me. Because if you don't do that, then obviously you don't. Before the first month of our relationship, I had already set this level of expectation of this, 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 that, 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 that. And in turn, what I had to take back was take a step back and say, well, if he loves me, he'll want to ask me to be his girlfriend. And I don't have to question if he loves me enough because I love myself enough. And if he doesn't, then he Mm -hmm. can leave. And if imagine, you do- imagine if you met him now. Oh my god! Yeah, it'd be I a totally, totally different connection. A yeah. a I think I've shared this before on the podcast, but a healer once said to me, "I, I was in you know in a state that I I've seen you in, and I, I'm <laughs> equal because I'm like, oh god, I know what you're going through." Of like, you know, no, it's we're wonderful. It has to be him. Like, let's just heal me as much as can because it has to be him and she looked at me and she went does it though because love's love I was like oh she just doesn't get it does she she doesn't understand how special this is and it's like it's true love is love the form that it comes in can be many and varied and so it and and that thing that we all do it's I think it comes down to our attachment styles but I met this great guy okay oh my gosh that must mean we are going to get married and, and we're like coming home from the first date yeah. And we've like, we already know what we're going to wear to our rehearsal dinner. Yeah. Like, it's. We've bought the wedding planner, <laughs> and our kids, everything's. <laughs> and we all, we all do it. And I think it's just really beautiful. But I also want to acknowledge um, a little behind the scenes note that 
this level of work that you do on yourself even brought you to set some really healthy and clear nourishing boundaries for yourself, even when it came to me. Because I was like, hey, like when when do you want to have this chat for the podcast? And you're like, I can't do it next week because I know it's going to be a triggering week for me. And I was like, good girl, good girl, instead of being that people pleaser or worried about how I would respond to that. And to know yourself so well, I just, I've never seen you so strong, so glowing, so you. I love it. Thanks. Honestly, yeah, I feel like, but that's the thing. Like I said, I think as soon as I let go, the, in literally, like it's so crazy that we scheduled this chat for this week. And literally in the last week yeah. when I found my strength on the week, just got a text message, hello. <laughs> um, literally in the last week is the week that I thought was going to be the most triggering week for me but actually ended up being my most mentally strong week and it was the first time I ever and I haven't even said this out loud to anyone yet I was literally going to tell my coach this afternoon it was the first time I went maybe maybe we won't end up together maybe that'll be fine and maybe he's not my person and that's fine too and you know if it happens it happens if it doesn't it doesn't and prior to that I was putting so much like but, you know, we still have this connection and I still feel like he's my person and all of this stuff where I was feeling like it wasn't over yet. But holding on was actually making it worse for me. A million percent. Imagine, oh, my God, yeah. And it just like, and as soon as I realised that actually maybe I don't want to hold on to this person anymore, oh, my God, like my whole life has literally flipped upside down. I booked a a trip away with my girlfriend, a trip that I've been wanting to do for four years that I haven't been able to. I've like, I feel more stronger within myself health-wise and everything. Everything that I've gone through the last week has felt more balanced than it has the last three months because I stopped putting my value in him. I put my value in myself. Okay, that's the two main points. So for those playing at home, energetically, what you've just heard is someone who has taken their power back and not made it about the other person. Do you still have feelings for him? Absolutely. Do you still feel connected to him? Absolutely. But when we take the power back and go, but it's okay, it's like coming into full acceptance. So A, there, there is your bliss. And secondly, that is a classic example of being able to detach from outcome. So I know what I want. I've always wanted it, a loving, beautiful relationship, a family, all those things, but you're you're allowing it to align with you in the way that is going to be best for you without trying to control the outcome of it. It has to be met him. It has to be in this way. And you know what? I want to say to all of the women that are listening that we put so much pressure on time oh. and and the society that's like, and I did that in that relationship too. It was like, well, you know, you know, when are we going to get married or when are we going to get proposed? And I want to get proposed. I want to get engaged by this age. But then I look back and I'm like, why did you want to get engaged by 28 girlfriend? Slow down. Why are you putting that pressure on yourself? And it's because my friends who were the same age would have done it. Or my grandmother was like, oh, your times, you, you, you know, you haven't had kids yet. I had kids when I was 17. What are you doing? Mm. Like, we put so much pressure on ourselves. And at the end of the day, if I don't get married for another five years, I don't get married. If I don't have kids, I'll fucking have one by myself. 
creeped out my swear word. We're allowed to swear here. It's my French. Um, but it's just like finding this, like, yeah, getting your power back and going and turning around and saying, you know, if, if anyone's going through a breakup as well, going, okay, if we don't get back together, it's because someone else is out there for me that is going gonna, is gonna to love me for who I am. And if we do get back together, well, it's going to be an even better relationship than it was the first time because we've both grown and we've both like we've learned about ourselves. We've done the work personally so that if you get back together and it works, great. And then if you get back together and if it doesn't, you know you're going to be fine because you've been fine already. Totally. I, I want to ask you two more things. One's yeah. really easy and one's a little bit tricky. Okay. So let's start with the easy one. I, you've kind of already answered it, but who are you now? Where are you now? I feel like I'm in a really um, strong place mentally. I would say I'm in that that like self-growth journey, self-love, self, like getting back to that inner spiritual human that I am, which I felt so unconnected the last two years but in the last six months or three or four months I felt more connected and I think it's just like valuing myself and just like going slow and focusing on my work and focusing on my family and focusing on my friends and focusing on my beautiful little puppy that gives me so much love and you know also just like getting back to my inner child because that's what makes me happy you know and all of my or everyone in my life knows how much of a child I am. Like one of the things that actually made me feel really better, and I don't know if you can say it up here, probably not. I went to, I love anything Disney. Like I've said a million times, I went to Lego and I bought the Disney castle. <laughs> I sat here on a Saturday night and I had Harry, I had two, two, my two important things playing. I had Harry Potter on the TV and I was sitting here building Disney because I didn't want to play a Disney movie. I wanted Harry Potter on the TV and I wanted to have Disney at the same time. <laughs> And I was just like, I, I'm great. I'm yeah. great. So it's all about just like no judgment, doing the things that I love. And I'm just, I'm finally in like the healthiest place that I've ever been in my life. And uh, it's just, yeah, I feel really good internally. That's a cool radical act because I love it. It's Saturday night. I'm sitting here building Lego. I'm watching Harry Potter and I'm so good. Like I'm so okay because <laughs> everything in society tells you that you shouldn't be okay doing that, that that is wrong. Yeah. And you are going, no, you know, effort. I'm good. I'm so content. I definitely, yeah. I love that. Okay, difficult question. Now there's no, I think that I'm going to ask you this and you're going to be like, oh, I don't think I gave the right answer because this answer will change all the time. So just first thing that comes to your head could you finish this sentence for me? Love is. Not perfect. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not. No one's perfect. So there's no such thing as a perfect relationship. There's no such thing as a perfect love. Love is like, love is ethereal. Changes. Oh, nice. Thanks. Beautiful. So for those of us that want to follow along your journey because your Instagram is really your life um, and it's really inspiring that you share it because, like you said at the beginning, you don't feel so alone. Where can we find you and where can we connect with you with what you're up to with your work, which is also really uh, exciting. So I am at Bella Varelis on Instagram. I 
I am self-named. I feel like back in the day, blogs were like, you know, it was like at a happy place. And it was like, <laughs> you didn't know who they were. It was just like this name, but no, it's just, it's just at me. Um, and I am revolved around fashion, beauty, lifestyle, travel. I love talking about spiritual things and my, and my self-growth and my journey. And I did a little meditation retreat the other weekend and I talked all about that, actually about to talk about that. I haven't posted my Q&A yet. But that's where you'll find me. I'm also on TikTok, just being a silly little bugger. And I uh, also have a fashion label, which is sustainable women's wear, all made in Australia. I also just looked at my phone, 1111. Oh. Um, and, yeah, so my label is at House of Eve, and Eve is spelled E-A-V-E, which is an ode to my middle name. Um, and she's, yeah, made in Australia, made in Sydney. I design all my pieces, and it's very romantic and feminine, um, just like 100% natural linens and cottons. It's very true to who I am, just being all out, all out, you know, nothing, nothing to hide. We are sustainable. We are natural. We're going back to the Garden of Eden and Eve just wore only natural things, only leaves oh, on her boobs and, you know, <laughs> maybe a little bit of linen and wheat here and there. <laughs> I was going to um, say, that's not the, the style of the clothes, yeah. which is beautiful. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that's kind of where you can find me. And, I mean, I'm just, I'm always around. I'm always making myself known. <laughs> well, th- well, thank you for making yourself known, but thank you for making your heart known to us in this and to share, you know, what is really precious to you so openly because I think people will hear so many different things from your story that will really help them. And so I've really, really, really um, appreciated you and and the way you've shown up in, you know, in our connection but also for others. So Thank you so much for making the time today. What a pleasure it is to speak to you. I know in every cell of my body that this year is going to be so beautiful for you and I can't wait to watch it unfold. So thanks again for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I feel like we've talked about doing this for so long and I'm glad it's finally happened in a in a, in a time where it was clearly meant to. Um, and I just hope that it just... If anyone out there is like struggling or if they're in day one of breakup or if they're in week two or week four or even if it's year three and they're still feeling horrible, then just like if anything I've said, you can either just connect to or or if you need to message me, I, I try to get back to as many people as I can on my messages and you're like, I'm really struggling, then always just message me. I'm always completely open and um just try to find your inner goddess because we all have her in there and then just like sprinkle some inner child over her. <laughs> <laughs> Build yourself a Lego castle and head yeah. over to the Light Path community page to post anything there about your lessons in love. Like what has love really taught you and, you know, and we can and learn from each other. So, Bella, thanks again. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Light Path Podcast. I hope that the information shared here has helped illuminate your path. Be sure to check out the show notes for links related to this episode. While you're there, remember to subscribe to the podcast to ensure you never miss an episode. I'm Kirsten Leo, and I can't wait to explore and expand our capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love together in the next episode. 